Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the front office studios and the luxurious entertainment community, does that sound good, Chad? Sounds great. In Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro Esports Podcast, season number four, show number one. The kickoff show. Are you excited to be I'm here? I'm pumped. You're number four. I can't believe it. Congratulations, we... Coach. That's Thank amazing. You. Thank you. It's uh, It's been a lot of work, but it's been a lot of fun. Met a lot of incredible people. I bet. Like, like the people that we have on the show tonight. Monday, February 6th, 2023. I'm Dave Leip alongside assistant producer Keaton Anderson, who's out in front, and one of our top sponsors, one of our top partners, Chad Opal. Good to see you, Chad. Great to be here. Appreciate it. Before we get started, I have to thank partners Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquis, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and... New for year number four, Wang Gang Asian Eats. We're talking all things sports in the Metro East. Three things you can do to help this podcast. Subscribe to it. It's free and you love it. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Number two, follow us in all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You notice how I give you questions that are just like easy lobs. layups. Yeah. That's best though, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about the Pythagorean theorem? Sure. And if you have a story idea, email me, please, at mespdave at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put Team of the Month in the subject line. All right. Welcome to the show from Father McGivney High School, Ashton Mersinger. Thank you for having me. How's season going? Um, you know, it's been all right. You know, a lot of ups and downs, but we're just riding the waves and trying to make a postseason run. That's the biggest goal right now. Is basketball the only sport you play at McGivney? Yeah, it is. So all your focus and time is spent on on basketball, but you've been playing it there for all four years, right? Yes, sir. Very good. And your head coach's name is? Todd Strong. Okay, very good. And the coach who nominated you for the charitable champion award though is your assistant coach mitch carriger yes sir that's correct right yeah what did mitch say about this young man chad uh well a couple things that stood out right away is that he's a defensive leader and that always shows the toughness right there that you're willing to to help the team right most of the guys they want to score points it's the guys who are defensive leaders that stand out uh, I got a soft spot for being the point guard. That was that was me back in the day. And the most important thing, leads the team in assists. He's willing to dish the ball, give it to the guy next to him, make some plays, and help the team win. Coach called him selfless, relentless, energetic, and generous. Are those the are those the right words to describe you, Ashton? Um, if you want to be nice to me, then yeah, that's the best way to describe me. But on the court, yeah, I mean. I don't. I don't need to get mine. I need to. We just want to win. That's all I want to want to do. I mean, 
at the end of the day, it's a team team sport, and we all need to do our part to win. And my part is dishing the ball, getting it to the right people, right spots, right situation, and then just letting it go from there. And you're doing the right thing off the basketball floor, too. On the basketball court, your coaches describe you in a very favorable way. But to be the charitable champion by front office fiduciary network, you have to be a great guy in the classroom and in the hallways. And here's where your coaches also say you stand out. Yeah, AP classes? How many of those are you taking? Um, Right now, I think two or three. I don't know, all honors, all AP. I just try my hardest. Smart kid. Pretty smart, I'd yeah. say. I just try to push myself, you know, make college easier for the next couple of years. Just trying to get ready for it. Any ideas where you want to go? Um, U of I is my top option. Uh, growing up, just loved rooting for him, and now it's like the dream can become reality. It's crazy. Any thoughts on what you would like to study there? Uh, business, you know. My parents are both heavily into that, and I think just continuing all that, I think it's just right for me. It just fits. Talk about the uh, Edwardsville CEO program you're uh, in, too, because that's where Ash and I have connected in the past, and I love that program, and I'm happy to see that you're involved. Yeah, it's such a great program. I mean, just gives us so many opportunities. CEO stands for Creating Entre- Entrepreneurial Opportunities. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but it just gives us an inside look of, like, small businesses around here, and even gives us on a larger scale, like we even visited Aramark, just like a national national company. Like we just get to see the ins and outs of all sorts of businesses and how they work, and just and then we just get to implement that into our own. You're building your brand, you're networking, you're doing all the things that young business men and women need to learn to do. So I applaud that program. I think it's cool you're making friends with kids from other schools. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it, don't you think? I love it. I'm blown away by that program. I wouldn't have been smart enough to get into that program when I was in high school, but uh, well, they wouldn't. I think it's great. They wouldn't have let you in with your GPA. Well, <laughs> just actually, kidding. You were an A plus student. It's a joke. You team, were an A plus student. <laughs> Still are. GPA doesn't actually matter whenever you apply to the CEO program. They just they just see your uh, yeah like your self bio. You write about yourself, like your passion, and then like what motivates you, and then they go from there. I mean, what is your passion and what motivates you? Uh, I just want to better myself can like in every aspect of life i just want to continually get better and then just to grow as a person i think that's the biggest thing and you were a charitable person even before you won this award because i'm noticing that you collected canned goods for the maryville food pantry uh yeah we do that every year for our uh basketball program i mean just yeah not only in the basketball program but uh our ceo business we uh uh, for admissions, we asked for Canada goods as soon as they came in. It's just always about giving back, you know. There's less fortunate out there, and then we just we have the opportunity to give back, and that's what we need to do sometimes. And this award, my favorite part about it is that it gives you a chance to give back in the form of cash. $500 donated by front office to the charity of your choice, and you picked... Neighbors uh, Association, yeah. Edwardsville Neighbors. Edwards, yeah. Located literally right next door here, right? And why did you pick that? Uh, through the CEO program, we actually met with Chad Opal, and then we got to learn a bit about, like, what he does for a living, and then we learned about the neighbor, Edwardsville Neighbors, and then I just, like, I never knew about it before, but ever since I learned, I thought it was a like just an amazing uh, charity. I mean, with what all they do with people within the community, like, just giving back and continuously, like, finding way, find di- finding different ways through, like, their uh, marathon and through, like, their bake shop. I mean, it's just an amazing charity. Chad's a Thank pretty you. cool guy. How about that? 
appreciate it. You want to talk a little bit more about it? Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Um, um, give a little plug here. So we our, our biggest fundraiser that we've had over the last decade is the Taste of Edwardsville. And due to COVID, we had to shut that down the last couple of years, and we are bringing it back May 20th this year. Tickets will officially awesome. go on sale one month prior and uh, get the finger ready on the on the, uh, the the mouse because tickets usually sell out in less than two minutes. So wow, little plug right now. Get yourself ready. Mark your calendar. So Edwardsville Neighbors is bringing back the taste of Edwardsville, which is going to be on May 20th. May 20th, and we have altered the location. This year we're going to have it at the Ink House. Food will be set up inside the Ink House, and we will tent the street in between the courthouse and the ink house, big, big party, a lot of entertainment, fun night, just, uh, just, you know, all the great people in the community hanging out and raising money. And what does the money for Edwardsville neighbors go toward? Ashton touched on it a little bit, but you're the main man. So be more specific. Where does it go? We help families or individuals that live within district seven that are going through a medical or an emergency crisis. And very happy to say over the last decade, we've helped hundreds of families and given back over a million dollars to families and individuals in districts. What? How much? Over a million dollars. We're, it, it's crazy. When we first set out, we're like, hey, here's a little money here, a little money there. And it just, it just kept growing and getting bigger and bigger. And, and uh, it's a real number now. True well, good, impact. Good job, Ashton. You picked a good, you picked a fantastic organization to uh to give your five hundred dollars to well done i appreciate that it's all him can't take all the credit all right let's talk about your basketball season coming up here because we're coming up on postseason time what do the griffins need to work on to maximize your potential in this postseason what do you guys got to do well uh defense defense wins championships we just need to lock in build a wall around the hoop that's what coach keeps honing in just building that wall sitting down and playing good defense Scoring will come. Defense leads to offense. I mean, you keep playing the game, the ball will go in. But sometimes if the ball goes in for them more, I mean, you lose. That's the end. That's the point. I mean, you got two big two big conference games this week, right? Yes, sir, versus uh, Bunker Hill and Metro East Lutheran. And you beat Metro East Lutheran earlier this year. How about Bunker Hill? Did you beat them too? Uh, yeah, we beat them. Uh, I don't know if I should score a drop, but uh, <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to. Like, okay, go I'm ahead then. Oh, like seventy to thirty, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, do you get to play Maryville Christian again? Uh, no, we don't. Is that your only loss in the conference? Uh, no, we lost to Alton Marquette both times as well. Oh, okay, that's right. I, I forgot that Marquette was in that conference now. Also, good enough. Until and, t- and the, what's the, what's the team down in Centralia? Christ or, Rock yeah. Lutheran in Centralia. They're on a run. They are on a run. 29 and 1 right now, you said? Something like that, Something yeah. Big. One loss only con- in a conference game against Alton Marquette. Christ, our rock. Rocking it. Yeah. What's their, uh, what are they? The, the Rocks? Stallions. The Stallions. Christ, our rock, Stallions. Christ, our rock, Stallions. Wow. And what about the women? Are they the lady Stallions? What are they? Yeah, yeah. Seriously? I'm uh, pretty sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you have it. All right. Okay, Ashton. Well, good luck the rest of your uh, senior season and, and, Best wishes to you at the University of Illinois. I know you're going to do great things. Uh, congratulations on being the latest charitable champion. I believe we've got another one from McGivney coming up, right? Maybe? I think so. Could be. Yeah. Got to keep listening to find out, folks. Absolutely. All right, Ashton, congratulations. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. Dylan Yabara 
the 3A Cross Country Runner of the Year, Mespi winner, joining us next in studio along with Keaton Anderson. Good to see you, Keaton. Good to see you, too. Associate producer, Keaton Anderson. Intern. Intern? Whatever. What do you want to be called? I'm, 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 uh, you're going to have to come up person. <laughs> along with human being, Keaton Anderson. Yep. You know, Edwardsville has a bunch of great restaurants, but at the top of my list is Wang Gang Asian Eats. I've been a huge fan for years. Why? Their contemporary Asian menu is loaded with innovative takes on classic Asian flavors. Tasty appetizers like pot stickers, choo-choo shrimp, and crab rangoon. Delicious entrees like their famous drunken noodle and the dragon poke bowl. Combined with their unique bar menu and world-class service makes Wang Gang a perfect destination for date night, family night, or even Sunday brunch. But if Asian isn't your thing, pop into Chappie's right next door for the best burgers, fried chicken shakes, and the coldest beer on the planet. Located just west of Edwardsville High School in University Point 2, a.k.a. Edwardsville Food Courts, it's easy to find and you'll be glad you checked out both places. By the way, all guests who appear on this podcast get a free shake at Chappie's. Dylan, you excited about that? Yes, I am. Well, you you confessed you don't you don't eat shakes very much, but anyway, I don't I don't blame you. If I was a good cross country runner, I probably I, you know just a a good shake once in a while. How does is that fair? Oh yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going to get to you in a second, Dylan. But first, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side. Please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquis Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game the chance to serve you. They've got offices in O'Fallon and Edwardsville with more than 165 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 11,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they're ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. Okay, 3A cross-country runner of the year, Dylan Yabara. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're a junior. You just finished up your junior year. Yes. Right? Congrats, you were the regional champion, 6th place at sectionals, and 21st place in state. How would you describe your year as the best cross-country runner in the area? Um, I would describe it as really successful. You know, This year was the first year our team really came together, and we showed that we could be a, a, one of the top teams in the state. You know, our, our finish at state wasn't as good as we wanted it to be, but we had a lot of illness going around, so you know, I'm excited for next year. But uh, other than that, this year, yeah, I was just really good. I was excited for everyone on the team. You know, see how well we did. We won regionals. We got second in sectionals. And then uh, 14th at state, I think. So, really good. Was it 14th? I thought you said, oh, you personally got 21st. Yes. Right. I knew that. Okay. And I'm looking at your results on at, on the regional, at regional, where you were the champion uh, by about 14 seconds. But the top three kids were all O'Fallon runners. You were first. Eli Greenstreet was second, and Zach Toman was third. And the thing that jumps out to me, number one, you finished one, two, three, but number two, none of you guys are seniors. I feel like 
you're going to be strong for years to come. Yes, actually. So our top five or top top four is uh, not seniors. So next year should be really fun. Uh, Robert Walking also was our fourth guy. And he finished races. sixth at regional. Yes, I see that now. Yes. Uh, so all of us not seniors coming back next year. Really excited. Looks like Ethan Niroda. Yes, he was our uh, only senior on varsity this year. So uh, we'll miss him next year. So John Burnett's having a lot of fun because not only were you guys good, but you were also relatively young. Yes. Okay. Describe state. I know that the conditions weren't great there for you, but how would you describe your race personally? Um, my race was interesting, I guess. Um, I was not in 25th, which it was all state with uh, about a, three quarters of a mile to go. So I needed, I knew I needed to uh, pull something, uh, get up in the front and I, kind of just did the conditions were terrible you know there's mud it was wind but everyone has to run in the mud in the wind so it doesn't really bother me that much so you picked up your pace yes i would think i was in close to the 40s with three quarters ago were you running slower intentionally because you were trying not to not to burn out too fast or something or what was going on um no i i don't know why i was running so slow honestly <laughs> i just was uh, i heard someone shout what place i was in i was like I got to speed up. And you knew that you could finish higher. Yeah, I did. I knew I could be all state. So that's what I was hoping for. Okay. So, and congratulations you were. And for your senior year next year, what are you most looking forward to? Hmm. Definitely the state meet, hoping for uh, better conditions and uh, a really, really solid team finish. Second place is the highest that O'Fallon has ever finished at state in boys cross country, which is amazing. And they did it back to back years. Can you guys finish higher than that next year? I don't want to say no. You know, I, I think the team we have coming back definitely has a shot if we work together and we just keep working throughout the summer, this track season. Uh, I think we have a good shot. I'm going to go on record and say you can. I appreciate that. I think you can do it, and I'm going to be rooting for you. I'm always rooting for every team in the Metro East, but you guys have come so close twice, and I think it would be really cool for Coach Burnett if you were able to win that state championship. I know it's a lot, and I, and I know that you don't go into the season thinking we got to finish first. What is your mindset going into the season? Uh, I think going into the season, I just, I just want to see everyone on the team get better. You know, like We all come in with our own, our own goals, and I think it's really cool to just see everyone complete those goals, and then the team goals just, just come along with those. So I think that's the best part. Describe running for Coach Burnett. I'm running for Coach Burnett. It's a lot of self-sufficiency, I would say. He gives us, like, uh, the path, and, and then we just follow it. We, we create it, like, ourselves. And then, you know, he's just uh, there to, like, provide support and let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And I think that's really cool because it gives us more sense of, like, we accomplish this rather than, you know, we have to do everything the coach says all the time exactly. Are you going to run track? This spring? Yes. It's not fair probably to assume. Are there any cross-country runners who don't run track? Does that ever happen? There's a couple, but it's not very many. It's rare. Okay. So what events this spring? The obvious? Yeah, 3,200, 1,600, maybe a couple 800s. And you guys will be good because you've got the distance runners, so you were great in cross-country. Does it always translate to that in track? Uh, yeah, we actually had uh, a good track season. Uh, last year because 
uh, I qualified in the 32 and our four by 18 qualified. So, so you're looking forward to, to building on that experience as yeah. well this year. Yeah. Okay. You got any uh, questions for a fellow high schooler over there? Keaton Anderson? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, the best the best questioner in the business right there, Keaton Attaboy. That's why that's why you're the that's why you're the associate producer. Yeah. Okay. What about post high school? Any plans to run post high school? Are you thinking about it? Have you thought about it? Uh yeah, I've definitely been thinking about it. No uh specific colleges, but I definitely want to go somewhere that uh can further my running and academic because you know, that's the most important part. What are you interested in studying? That's a really good question, actually, and I wish I had an answer. You don't have to know yet. You just have to know that that you want to keep learning and keep going to school, right? So I think that's I think that's perfectly fine. Okay, what are you doing right now this winter? Because actually, track has already started for you, right? Yes, we started uh, practice two weeks ago. Okay, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. Just Tuesdays, Thursdays right now, but uh, running outside uh, practice. Practice has been fun, you know. Got to see what everyone's been doing on the off season. Got to. Talk to the sprinters. You know, it's always a good time. Love those guys. You guys all get along well? Oh, for sure. But you don't run with them ever? No. no. So what are you running on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays. We haven't started workouts yet, so it's mostly just uh, volume days, five, six, seven miles, anything uh, in that range. Weight room? You guys do much of that? I personally am not in the weight room as much as some other kids, but, you know, that's what it is. All right, Dylan. Thanks so much for coming by. Congratulations on all the success Thank this you. year. You're the Mespy winner. You're the best large school cross-country runner in the area. It's a big deal to win that award. Keaton, thanks for all the questions. You're welcome. Yep. Come back. Good luck in the spring. I will. Thank you. Thanks to partner Cassens Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre-owned car, Check out Casson's Inventory in person, where they've been for 25 years, or online at Casson's.com. Casson's has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not purchase a vehicle anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassens is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. And Andy Callaway of Callaway Home Loans saves me money every month now. And he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage. And he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, and you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional, FHA, and VA loans. And ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $200 to the Metro East High School or Junior High team of your choice. He'll give 200 bucks to Jabot Volleyball, Father McGivney Basketball, Edwardsville High School Wrestling. It is totally up to you. Call Andy today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. Okay, we've had a bunch of sports 
on the Metro Esports podcast. We've had soccer, basketball, football, wrestling. We've we've talked horse racing. We've talked auto racing. We've talked motocross. We have talked a bunch of different. We've talked fishing, but we have and gymnastics and even triathlons as of two weeks ago. But we have never talked the great sport of water polo. So I'm excited to have in the studio with me right now, Coach Colleen Lishway. Hello. Did I say it right? Yes, you got it. Yurosh Pelimish. Pelimish, yeah. the assistant water polo coach at McKendry, and star player C.C. Smith in the studio. Welcome hey, to the show. Hey. Okay. So welcome to the show. Let's talk some water polo. Thanks for yes. having us. We're always excited yeah, this to talk about invite. water polo. Let's, let's start with you, Coach Colleen. How long have you been at McKendry? I've been at McKendry since the very first year of the program. So we began in 2016, 2017. I started as a graduate assistant, and I've had literally every single role you could possibly have as a coach under the water polo program. Um, did you play yeah. water polo at McKendry? I did not. So the program started 2016, and thank you for thinking that I'm that young, <laughs> but I am not. You look like a teenager um, to me. Thank you. Wow. Gosh, I'm going to come every day. Um, no, I played at Marist College up in New York, and then I am from St. Louis and happened to be living in the area, coaching high school, looking for some opportunities to continue coaching, and it pretty much just fell in my lap, and the rest is history. Did you play water polo in high school? Yes, at Kirkwood High School. At Kirkwood, and then you did it in at university level at Marist, you said? Correct. Back to the area, here ever since. And how about you, you, you Roche? When did you start? Well, I started swimming when I was four and then started playing for Partizan. That's a club in Serbia, pretty big club, probably like the most medal ever won. So when I was seven and then I stick with Partizan till I was 15. Then I went in alone for Red Star. There I had a chance to play with some of the best players in the world and learn from them every day because I was practice player with them also for the first team, senior team. And then I moved to U.S. to pursue my college degree when I was 19. Uh, I played in Fresno Pacific, so shout out Fresno. All my friends watching from Fresno or listening from Fresno <laughs> are probably going to be glad I mentioned that. I played for Coach Brian Sehovi for four years there. And because of COVID, I was lucky to get to know Colleen and play one year under her. And now I'm, like, coaching right next to her. So pretty cool experience so far. So you played at McKendry for a year, too? Yeah. Okay, good for you. And you're originally from Serbia? Yeah. Is water polo more popular in Serbia than here? Yeah, I would say so. It's like pretty common, at least nowadays, to play water polo. Like you can probably go around the high schools and find at least like five players to play. It's a little bit different, but yeah, still pretty common. All right, let's send it over to uh, your star player over here, CC, one of the top scorers on your team and in the history of your program, right? Is that, isn't that what I read or not? Yes. Okay. Where are you from? Um, I'm from a town in Northern California called Stockton, and uh, this is actually my third college, so it's a little bit of a unique experience. I went to a school called Cal State Sonoma before this, and then I transferred to a community college in Stockton called Delta, and then I met Colleen during COVID as well and decided to continue playing and came out here. How's it been for you so far? Um, I mean, I loved it so far. My grandparents are actually, they live about an hour away from the school, like, they're the, my only family that lives out here. Everyone else lives in California. So it's actually a pretty, like, unique experience because it's my first time ever living in the same state as my grandparents. Cool. So it's been pretty cool to, like, get to know them a lot more and stuff. And then as well as play water polo and get to 
continue at one of, you know, it's the only women's D2 conference in the nation and one of the top programs in that conference. So it's been pretty cool to watch it grow. And I mean, we started at eighth last year. We finished at fourth this year. We're ranked um, third going into season and we hope to finish even higher than that. So how did you get started in the sport? Um, I actually started playing in high school. Um, I wanted something to do in the fall season. So my swim coach was like, oh, you should try water polo. And I was like, okay. And then I tried it. I w- was really bad, <laughs> really, really bad. <laughs> and, um, but I liked it a lot more than swimming because swimming is, you know, a little tedious for me. You just do laps. It's like if you compare soccer and track, track's a lot more tedious to a lot of people just running and running and running. Where soccer is a lot more like inviting of a sport, you know, ball, team, a lot more fun. Some people love track. Some people yes, love soccer, yes, and yes. it's good. It's good that you have both. It's good that yep. you have swim for people that want to swim, and that you have water yeah. polo. Individual versus team, a lot of different benefits. I mean, different people like team or individual. I'm more of a team player, definitely though, and I like the camaraderie of it and getting pushed harder by my teammates. And it's a lot easier for me to like push myself when I see someone else pushing themselves. And um, yeah, so I pretty much just got started in high school. It was really bad, and then just kept getting better and better and better. Started playing for a club. Um, went to junior Olympics my freshman year of high school, like right out of in the summer. And ever since then, I've just continued to get better and love it even more. All right. Let's talk about water polo here for a second. First of all, there's a goalie. And then how many players in the pool per team? Six players in the pool per team plus the goalie. So seven in total. Everybody's moving up and down the pool. Um, so we, it's not like hockey where you have defenders and forwards. It's everybody swimming all the way up and down the pool every time. So you don't have positions per se. Everybody's just out there. So we do have pers- uh, positions. Um, it's set up very similar to basketball, obviously with an extra player. Um, but we are moving up and down the pool the entire time. So those defenders are moving all the way up the pool to offense. After we play offense, everybody's moving all the way back down to the pool, to the other end of the pool for defense. And how long are there halves or quarters or what? Four eight-minute quarters. Um, whistle stops for a brief moment every time. Or I'm sorry, clock stops for a brief moment every time the whistle goes off. So each period ends up at about 15 minutes. And you can't touch the bottom of the pool. No, never. And that's what people don't understand. Some like, of it, yeah. Mo- people don't get yeah. that that you're out there and you are treading water the whole time at, at the very least. And wrestling. Yes. And wrestling. So you're never touching the bottom. You're never bringing the ball under the water. You're never touching the ball with two hands. And you are doing all of this while not hanging on to the side of the pool. No lane lanes to touch. Um, and you're wrestling with your opponent the entire time. Dude, I was doing my egg beater and I was like four feet out of the water and I just slung it past the goalkeeper. Does that sound like water polo talk to you? Is that, does that sound like, did I kind of fool you You're for a second? You're practically a professional. <laughs> yeah, egg beater. Yeah. That's all I know is yes. like, I had a little unit on water polo, I think, when I had to do a water exercise class in college. And so we played it a bit and I was asking dudes, I'm like, how do you elevate? Like they like elevate them. How do you elevate yourself up out of the water? And they told me the technique was called egg beater. Yeah, and you're, you're right. And you're beating your legs like that and it lifts you out of the water. And it's just like, man, just immense physical strength and coordination to be able to do that so i i have a ton of respect for the physicality of the sport is it fun it's so fun i mean i we would not be here if we weren't here to talk about how much we love the sport and how fun it is to coach and play and um i think orosh is a great example of the fact that he just couldn't quit it he was done playing (laughs) what's so fun about it now 
uh, I think entire sport is so fun. Like personally, I love to score goals. I was one of those kids. So, <laughs> but I know many of my friends like love to give a good assist. So I would make sure, you know, after the goal, I would like, be like, yo, good job, you know, like thank you for that. You know, so it's kind of like bring everything together. That's what I love oh. about it. Okay, coach, I was telling you off microphone before we started that I view this sport as exotic because it's not played in our conference. And it's not played in the Metro East, as far as I know, any place except for you. You are correct. But what I also think is interesting, and I talk about this with my students at Edwardsville High School in Sports and Lit, is it is an IHSA sport. Yes, absolutely. And it is played in Missouri. Yes. And it's an Olympic sport, and it's an NCAA sport. So I'm waiting, and I'm wondering when it will become more popular in the Metro East. That's always a goal of mine as a club coach, as a former high school coach, and as a current college coach. Um, I'm from the Midwest and from St. Louis, and it's really important to me that this sport that I love so much continues to grow, and I um, make sure that I am contributing to the water polo community outside of collegiate water polo as much as I can. But yeah, I mean, just in this past year did Missouri, which still pretty much St. Louis only, um, but just in this past year alone did Missouri have their very first all-girls season of water polo. So up until this past year, it's been completely co-ed, primarily boys. Um, in Illinois, it's pretty much just the Chicago area. Right. So we want to continue to expand it, but I think that exotic is not uh, that far off of a word. I think that we can it's not a bad definitely not, yeah. get get you know, build a lot more. But, I mean, compared to where CC is from in right. California, where it's a major hub, um, I'm sure that it looks a lot different here than it does yeah, in California. I mean, I was just talking to our trainer, Buffy, about this, actually. And we were talking about how we're, it's, like, kind of cool. We're playing a sport that's becoming globalization now. It's yes. growing so much. Like, I was reading some statistics and stuff that it's grown, like, exponentially in the last, like, five years even, and how much it's expanded, like, across the globe, honestly. So... I think that it's just a growing sport and it's up and coming, honestly. And if you haven't given it a shot yet, you should check it out. And like, that's the best way to spread it. It's just to, you know, tell your friends about it, check it out and actually like learn about it a little bit because I think people have a lot of misconceptions about what water polo is. So they don't find it as interesting as they could. I think it's a lot like basketball and it, it's, it's really fun once you know the rules and like can figure out what's going on. There's a center, a center defender. I mean, there's practically like, attacker I, I don't know how to explain it but it's, it's just, like soccer but you're swimming I don't know I think it's a lot more like basketball because we have a shot clock we have fouls we have like kind of like free throws we have it's called a five meter and I see that as kind of like a free throw um I mean we have exclusions like hockey you get like put in a box well really like swim to the side yeah what do you do oh <laughs> well it's called six on five so there's five people on defense six people on offense and we usually do more of like a house pack defense and everyone keeps their hands up and you funnel the ball to your goalie as best as you can and the offense just tries to make the defense move as much as they can and score a goal and you basically swim out you're ejected for 20 seconds and the shot clock is 30 seconds or yeah, yeah. 30 seconds this year um it's 30 seconds this year so there's about 10 seconds of overlap and then you get to come back in and yeah so that's like a kick out and just like a, in hockey how you get put in the box but it's only for 20 seconds 20 and, seconds yeah and then each player is allowed three of those um but then as i talked about earlier a uh, five meter is a different form of an exclusion. So if you go like over the back of somebody or do something that's one level up from like a minor foul, then um, you get a five meter and they get a free shot on the goalie basically from five meters. 
and that counts as a exclusion as well. Okay. If a kid is listening to this in the Metro <laughs> East, it makes sense. I'm sorry, I I'm get sorry. it. No, I get it. I get it. If a kid is listening to this in the Metro East and she or he is thinking, man, I want to try this sport. I got on YouTube and I searched the IHSA state final and I watched Highland Park play Nutrier and this looks like fun. Where can a kid in the Metro East even try this sport? Yeah. Um, so you're probably going to want to hit the St. Louis area. Um, that's the first place that you're going to look for any high school club programs. Um, I coach for a club called St. Louis Area Polo. Shout out Slap. Um, we train pretty regularly throughout the year, as do most of the other uh, St. Louis area clubs. There's Jungle Cats, there's Daisy, there's Gateway. I know I'm forgetting more, so I apologize in advance. Um, it is one of our goals to grow water polo out of McKendry as well. So over time, we'd love to have a youth program get started, bring some more um, athletes in for clubs and clinics and camps. Um, I think that's still a little bit of a ways off, but it's definitely um, something that we want to make happen more. And then our doors are always open for practices. If you're a morning person, come out at 6 a.m. Tuesday, Thursday, anytime you want. That's when you practice. Um, yeah, it's right before school starts. So Why do you time. practice so early? Because that's when the pool is available? No class conflicts. Genius. She wants everyone there. Everyone. The kids I mean, like it? Team sport. We all have to be there. Um, are the kids okay with that? I don't know. <laughs> they just, how much is out-of-pool training part of your training regimen? Um, we talk relatively regularly about making sure that you're taking care of yourself in terms of sleep, nutrition, just general care for your body. Um, but we also have a trainer that we work with um, through the university, strength and performance. There's lots of lifting, um, injury prevention. There's a good amount of cardio that goes into that as well. So we spend about uh, two, three hours a week on our out of pool conditioning that is team oriented. Um, but we also make sure that we're putting it back on the athletes to take care of themselves regularly, uh, swim down on days off and make sure that we are using valuable practice time to recover when we can all be doing it on our own as well. How many women are on the roster at McKendry right now for the water polo program? 20 are on the roster. I think about 18 are playing regularly. We have a couple injuries. We are, overcoming right now but no problem we're all going to be back to full strength soon how about the guys Ooh, so our men's okay. team is a little bit different we have both a varsity roster and a club roster so i think we had close to 35 this past year but broken in between two rosters i'm looking at the women's roster and you've got kids here from florida california california uh another one from Four, five, six, seven. We're, there's like 11 from, of us from California. Yeah. And then uh, one kid from Chicago, uh, mm -hmm. from Cicero, and then, you know, a Canada. Canadian. Yes. Kind of cool. Uh, more California. Another Chicago kid, um, Nikki Rafalo, Michigan, California, California. And then you've got a St. Louis kid here, Jenna Wolf, yeah. yep. from Oakville High School, where, yeah. I was, where I was once a teacher, once okay. upon a time, a very, very long time ago. Jenna is one of uh, the very first girls state champions in the state of Missouri. So her team brought home the championship this past year. And I think she might have been like, I am going to put awards that I believe that she deserves um, on her. I don't know if she earned them or not, but I believe she was the player of the year this year in Missouri. 
Well, I don't know, man. My son goes to school in Los Angeles, so he leaves here and goes to L.A. Yeah. He goes, right right now he's in sunny, warm L.A. If I was one of these 11 kids from California, <laughs> I, you must be one hell of a recruiter to get these kids Thank to you. come to school from California to get them to come where it's cold and nasty a lot, you know, all winter <laughs> long, right? Well, yeah. I mean. How did you get? There, why did, there's a couple of things here. I mean. Uh, first of all, the level that we're playing at, D2, there's only eight women's D2 teams at the moment. Mm -hmm. So if you want to play D2, your options are pretty limited. Four of those are in California, and then the other four, uh, one is us, and then two of them are in West Virginia. One of them is in Erie. Two of them are or in Erie. Two of them are in Erie. One of them is in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. So the options are pretty limited. So I think um, I'm not trying to discredit your recruiting, no, no, no. but and I mean, credit I, where credit's due. Like it, the recruiting is not just on me. I do a lot of the initial legwork, find players yeah, that we want, make sure I'm communicating. But even just this past weekend, we had six recruits out, five recruits out. And um, we talked this morning at practice about how our social media brings a lot of people. And yeah. we talked about how the yeah. team, we want to know that you are going to work well with our team members. And I put a lot back onto our assistant coaches and our athletes to make sure that they are communicating with me, their relationships with their recruits and vice versa. So um, they're going to be spending way more time with each other than even I will. And I see them every day. So credit where credit's due. It's all them too. But having a diverse team is hugely important to me. And I think we've definitely built that over time. You're actually going to play where my son goes to school on March 3rd, Occidental. That's where your son goes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's on the tennis team there All at right, Oxford. So cool. I'll have to have him come out and, and, ch and root for the root for the Bearcats. <laughs> we'll McKendry. Send him a McKendry shirt. For sure. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm looking at your schedule. Off to kind of a tough start. 0-4 so far in the season. But I'm looking at who you're playing. You played your alma mater, Marist. Sure did. Close loss. And then you just lose by two to Cal State East Bay. And then you're taking on Indiana. And then you had a tough one against a bunch of dumb kids from Harvard. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, we do this on purpose. So we start very strong in the year, um, kind of design it to expose ourselves and figure out what it is that we need to work on more. Um, Marist was ranked number 22 in the nation. Uh, Indiana, number 13. Harvard, number 18. And then East Bay was number one in our conference. And we, uh, we yeah, we took them to overtime. And I think that, you know, I talk as much as I can about wins off the scoreboard, not just on the scoreboard. And um, that really showed us what we needed to work on a little bit more. But in no year prior to this would we have played any of those games nearly as close as we did this past year. And um, obviously we want, we want to turn those L's into dubs, but we will get there. You're playing you're playing schools with uh, national prominence, Division One, and yes, you're a Division yep. Two school. Yes, so, like absolutely. you said, you front loaded your schedule with tough competition, mm -hmm. and you're just hoping that it makes you tougher and better. It doesn't rob you of your confidence. How absolutely. do you make sure that it doesn't rob these kids of their confidence? How do you make sure yeah. that that they walk away from it not feeling bad? Yeah, I, I mean. I think that Cece and Orosh can both comment on this as well, but I I am nothing short of proud of them for the hard work that they put in, and I think that this year especially our women grinded during preseason and in off season, and they worked a long time the entire fall semester without having any games to play, 
Um, and, you know, we talk, they know that I raise my voice when I need to, they know that I, you know, make the constructive criticisms that I need to, and it's not perfect every day, but we talk a lot at practice. That's where you're supposed to make mistakes, fail at practice so you can fail forward and get better. And ideally we just keep putting it together, you know, making our mistakes and fixing them and finding new things to correct. We're not doing our job if we feel like the work is perfect and done. So I think that, um, I try and be as positive as possible, letting them know that I'm proud of their hard work, but also continuing to push them. And then they continue to push each other and hold each other accountable. They want to win as much as I want to win, you know, if not more, maybe. So uh, it's really important to me that we show them that, hey, the work's never done, but we are proud of what you've put in now. And they're not dumb. They know that that they're playing good competition in in the start. They know know what's going on. All your games are played at the O'Fallon Recplex? Correct. Anyway, All your home yeah. games mm-hmm. might be good to get you to some other venues. So some other people see you if that's, yeah. a, that may be one, one possibility for you to uh, increase the popularity of your sport. Are you seeing an increase in the popularity of your sport in terms of the attention you're getting at the university and so forth? Absolutely. I think over time, you know, even just in our fan attendance, you can tell like for our home games, our stands are packed and you can say that for a lot of sports. Um, but our stands are packed. We have a really great time showing, you know, our university what the school is about. I think that um, the teams enjoy bringing their schoolmates out and their classmates out and friends that have no idea what they're talking about when they talk about water polo, um, and they want to see what it's all about. So I think that over time it has grown and grown and grown, and that's, again, credit to the work that our athletes have done to make it interesting and fun for them. And it looks like you've got a, uh, your first home game of the year this Saturday against Augie. Augustana yes. comes Augustana. into town, so that's going to that's gonna be a good one for you, huh? Yes, it will Looking be forward to one. it. At the O'Fallon Pool, the O'Fallon Metro Recplex, at 1 o'clock. Go check them out. Coach, thanks so much for coming by. Thanks for having us. Other coach, thanks for, <laughs> of course. Thank thanks for coming by. Cece, thanks so much. No, thank you for having us. Okay, we're going to talk Jabot Volleyball, 1A Mespy winners. But first, it's a warm day today, and it's got me thinking about golf. And when I think about golf, I think about Oak Brook Golf Club. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself or with your buddies, the Brook wants to win your business. I have personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I will attest Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656 5600 or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. All right, welcome to the show, Jabot Volleyball Queens. Should I call you that? Is that, is that appropriate or not? Coach? I'll accept it. Coach Kelsey Hartung, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome back. Thank you. Back-to-back Mespy winners, and you brought with you assistant coach Jordan Ben Shlomo. Yes, thank you. And you're one of your star players, Abby Groman. Okay, Coach, back-to-back Mespy winners, back-to-back solid years for you. How would you describe this season? This season was – it was kind of a roller coaster season, in my opinion. Um, We started off a little – 
slow. We were missing a few key players um, due to illnesses. But once we got our team fully back, I feel like we started to really kick butt. Can I say that? Kick yeah, butt. you can say, say butt. another word, but nope. you told me not to. You can say butt. Well, I <laughs> asked you not to cuss because last time you cussed so much that I thought <laughs> I thought that we should. No, of course, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, let's let's ask the star of the show. How would you describe this season, Abby? Um. I would say a little emotional, but also so much fun. And I think, obviously, we didn't go as far as we wanted to, but it was still a good end to my uh, Jabal volleyball career. 366 kills this season alone. This girl's a killer, (laughs) right? Amazing. Let's ask the assistant coach. What's it like to coach this girl? I mean, she's every coach's dream. She's the most coachable and versatile player I've had the pleasure of coaching and she's so much fun to have and she's very humble. So it makes it the perfect, mm-hmm. perfect equation for all of us. I think. What do you mean coachable? She listens. She listens. <laughs> she leads. Um, she leads by example and she does it with the utmost politeness and confidence that I've seen in an athlete of her age. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. You're a leader. Do you like being a leader? Um, I don't know. i I like it. I've grown into it at Jabot because I've had many. My siblings all went to Jabot and played volleyball, and I think I just kind of gotten that from them. I, s- I saw that. You're the youngest of four yeah. and all three older <laughs> sisters. Uh, I have an older brother and two older sisters. An older brother and two yeah. older sisters. Everybody went to Jabot, and, and did your brother play volleyball too? Yes, he was actually the start and the end of our, the Jabot boys volleyball program. So they don't have it anymore. Well, at, It's making then, a comeback this year yeah that's the plan yeah that's your coach right over there okay so you're going to be coaching the boys this year yeah okay have you coached boys before no i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i have not have you i have not no and i cannot wait to watch jordan rocket (laughs) from the sidelines (laughs) well i think uh i think i would go to the boys of the 618 high school huddle to uh, to get some advice at at Jabot, your your world famous baseball coach there, he he's gonna he's gonna help you out on how to coach boys. But uh, my experience coaching boys and girls is, when you coach boys, you spend your time convincing them that you know more than they do. Sure. Yeah. And when you coach girls, you spend your time convincing them that they are better than they think they are. Hundred percent. That makes perfect Amen sense. Amen to that. Yeah. Perfectly said. But that's not, I didn't make that up. That was from uh, uh, the world-famous soccer coach at the University of, of North Carolina, Anson, Anson Dorrance. That's what he said. He coached the men and the women at, at the University of North Carolina in soccer, and that's what he said, and I've kept that in the back of my mind. So yeah, I'll be curious to that. ask you at the, end of, at the end of your career or at, <laughs> the end of the, or at the end of this spring sure. what you think of it. So are boys already signed up for yeah. volleyball at Jabot? How many boys are you going to have come out, you think? I mean, at my first open gym, we had 13 boys, so I'm thinking it's going to be okay. We've got about 25 on the list, so I think that's, that's a good starting number projected. for sure. Really some great. of them are highlighted that you have to kind of go out and reach out for them more, give them some <laughs> incentives, so we'll see. It's a great sport for boys t- for boys to try or, or even to pick up. I think it's it's safe, it's inclusive, it's sure. good exercise. I think it's fantastic. And I notice you're wearing a blue steel volleyball sweatshirt. Do you yeah. coach with them? Yeah, I coach 17s. And you also? I do. I coach the 16s. Okay, so I've had a lot of Blue Steel coaches on here lately, I think. Do you play for Blue Steel? Yes, I play for their 18 flag team. And when did you start? Um, for Blue Steel, my freshman year. Okay, cool. 
And I also noticed that you are committed to Greenville University. Yes, I am. What are you looking forward to studying there? Um, I think I'm going to major in exercise science, or major in biology and minor in exercise science. What do you think you might want to do, or what are you interested in? Um, hopefully become a physician assistant. We'll see. Awesome. Yes. Good for you. Good for you. And you're looking yeah. forward to your volleyball career there also. Why did you pick Greenville? Um, whenever I went there, I loved the coach and, like, the family atmosphere that they had, which reminded me of Jabot. And, like, it was very small and just like Jabot. All right. Well, I had your coaches describe what it was like to coach you. What was it like to play for these coaches? How about Coach Harden? Let's start with her. What, what, was, what was she like? I've had her all four years. And um, she's not only a coach, but I feel like a friend, too. And I know, I, I know that I can go to her. And just not off the court advice and on the court. And she's, I know she's looking out for the best of me. And that's just what I want in a coach. <laughs> How about that? Love that. How about this one? Jordan, I think their coaching styles are a little different, but they work together so well. And I think that she pushed us and like, she pushed me personally. So like, even though no matter the, no matter the situation, she was always there to push us and at the end of the day, she also had, or she was, she wanted the best for us. Mm-hmm. Always. Thank yes. you. Right? Jordan brought the energy. It was like a fresh, <laughs> breath yes. of fresh air when she came in this year. And she brought so much energy. I loved it. I was this it. Was this your first year as an assistant coach at Jabot? Yeah, definitely. First year. Was this your first year to have an assistant coach, a paid assistant coach at Jabot? Or had you had other coaches previously? No, we've had other co- coaches previously. Okay. Yeah. All right. What will you remember most about this year? Like what stands at the top of the list for you? Growth is the word I would say for this year. They, this team battled through like mental blocks as a team and individually. And that was like the theme of the season. And that's what I'm going to remember is just watching each girl as a player get over these hills that were just, keeping them back and as a team watching them come together and work together because we had a lot of shoes to fill from last year and we had some girls step in and 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 do good so growth it was it was just as a coach it just felt so good to watch each girl grow and it looks to me like you had Josie Thomas was a senior and Abby obviously was a senior and I thought I saw one more senior, Emma Schmidt. Emma Schmidt, yep. Emma, Emma Schmidt was a senior. But other than that, you had a lot of youngsters, including a lot of freshmen, including Camille Groman and <laughs> Carmen Groman. Who are these kids? <laughs> um, they're, like, very distantly related to me. We don't see each other at family events, but we're okay. somehow. We live but in the, the same Groman town. the Groman name yep. <laughs> lives on. I've known them for a long time. Are they twins? No, one's a sophomore, one's a freshman. Okay. I thought for sure you were going to say younger siblings, but no, they're distant no. cousins. Yes. Not even like first cousins. Or, no. That's just a really popular Waterloo name, Southern. Really not, though. Um, I mean, it's a, I'm early, not related. There's a lot of, in red, but I'm not related to them, I don't think. Maybe. <laughs> well, how about hey, that? I'll keep the Gromans coming at Jabot. I'm fine. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Helped you out a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Last year at State, you were on a cruise. I was in. Did I remember that Di- right? I was at Disney. That's what I remember. Yeah, at Disney, but not yeah. on a cruise. Not just on at a Disney. Cruise, but a cruise sounds nice. 
Well, yeah, I thought I thought you were at a, I thought you were on a cruise, but you were no. you were at Disney. Okay, mm-hmm. I remember that you were at some kind of family function last year at the end I of the was. year. So you were no no big family trips this year during the season. Not during the season. I said absolutely not. Just do not schedule anything, or I will yeah. not be attending. Yeah. So we waited till the season was over. All right. What about you? What will you remember about this season, Coach? Um, I think for me, being welcomed into this small but amazing family, and then also growth. I couldn't have said it better than Kelsey. So. Just the progression of each girl really stepping into their role and finding themselves was awesome to watch. And where are you from, Coach Jordan? I grew up in Nashville, Illinois. Okay. That's close. That's yeah. in the area. And obviously you played volleyball. I did. I played volleyball at Lynn and Woodbell Okay, but you played in high school too. Yeah, of course. Okay. And when I last time I was in Nashville, I thought it was super cool because they had they had signs for every kid who played a varsity sport on Main Street. Like yeah. every single team. All over. Golf, volleyball, football, soccer. Didn't matter. Yeah. I feel like that's a that's a town that Sports really town. that really gets behind its athletes too. For sure, yeah. Pretty cool. Do you feel like Jabot has the same kind of intensity for their sports and same kind of fan support that yeah, you grew up with? Definitely. I mean, I would definitely say so. Everybody I've met thus far has been immensely just Pro Jabot and the sports program that are helping each other's athletes. So it's great having so many multi-sport athletes in that school. Mm-hmm. That's cool. How would you describe it? How would you describe coaching at at Jabot? I have always loved Jabot. That's why I've been there. I'm not leaving anytime soon. But <laughs> it's everyone ha- the community has their back. I mean, for the last few years in postseason, for sure, when there was COVID, we had COVID and people weren't allowed to come to the games. They had in town at one of the bars, they had it on the big screen. They were watching it there. Crazy. So, I mean, they wanted to watch us, and it felt just so good. So, yeah. yeah, Jim Thompson is the baseball coach that I was that I was wanting you to get yeah. advice from, and Scott okay. Warren, that's the – have you been on their show yet? No. no. What? I'm, I know. You should say that. He knows me. I yeah. coached his daughter. Yeah. I have a word. Definitely. You time. definitely need, need to get on that show. You would you would bring a lot of class I'm waiting and, for him to uh, come to me. intellect <laughs> to that show. To that show for sure. All right. Next year, you're going to be at Greenville College, and you're going to be a college girl, and you're going to be moved on to the next chapter of your life, and you're going to be killing it literally with probably another 366 kills. <laughs> but what are you going to miss about Jabot High School when you are at Greenville next year? I just think, like, the fam- familiarity of everything. Like, I know what Jabot Volleyball is. I know what it brings, and I know the people around it, and I think stepping into something that, like, it's completely unfamiliar to me. It's going to be hard. But I know that it's going to be the same family. I just need to get adapted and used to it. And stepping out of your comfort zone is yes. going to be healthy for you, and it's going to stretch you, and you're going to, yeah. you're going to grow, and you're going It'll to love it. And you're going to miss this girl next year. Oh what, are you gonna, what are you going to miss about her? Everything. Everything. Um, I, like, like she said, I've had her since she was a freshman, and Abby as a freshman was polar opposite of Abby as a senior. <laughs> she came in quiet wouldn't say a word. I tried to make jokes at her. She would just kind of chuckle and look at me like I was crazy. (laughs) And then to the Abby as a senior where she was coming in the huddles at a timeout and she was taking over the timeouts because she was like, I'm going to win this game. I mean, I'm going to miss her. Just like Jordan said, she's so coachable and she's such a great leader. And the girls really look up to her. I mean, all the girls look up to her and I, her also yeah. a powerhouse i mean not only the kills but this girl racked in a, what was it a thousand digs in her career this year love it versatile so 100%. where will they use you at greenville do you know oh i committed as an outside i'm not exactly sure how or where Fun. 
She is versatile. Do you know she's set for me? Her was it freshman year or sophomore year? Sophomore, sophomore year. year. She and was, this season. She was setting and hitting. And when our setter was out, yeah, this season, she jumped in and set and hit. Yeah. <laughs> Not many people can do that. I mean, I'd be tired by the time. And she played some left-back defense. She killed it. (laughs) How would you describe the local 1A volleyball scene? Because I'm looking at the teams across the board, and you've got uh, McGivney that you have to compete with. Carlisle isn't really Metro East, in my opinion. But you've got uh, Metro East Lutheran and some others. Who are the other 1A schools that you have to contend with? Um, Okay. Oakville is one. Um, Valmeyer. Valmeyer. Um, New Baden. Marissa. Yeah. Marissa, yeah. yeah. But you don't, but there's, but none of those teams are Metro East. I think, I think in the Metro East, the only 1A teams that I can see are McGivney, Metro East Lutheran, you. And uh, what about, uh, does Maryville Christian have girls volleyball yet? They do. Um, They play them. They've only been around though for a, a year or two, um, so yeah, they they do have a a team. Do you feel like volleyball, in general, is getting better and improving and becoming more popular in the Metro East? I think so. Um, not only at school can we see the turnouts. I mean, Jabot volleyball, g- girls volleyball, always has one of the biggest turnouts. I can say that for sure. Um, but even on the club side, the amount of teams and girls that come out to the open gyms and come out to tryouts is just amazing because back when I, back in the day when I played, I mean, they're really, I mean, I feel like it was still popular, but it wasn't like this. It was not like this. And I think it's only going to grow. And I love that. So to what do you attribute the growth? What's making it grow? Because I've got a theory. And I'm jealous. You're jealous. Yes. I've got a theory. theory. (laughs) My theory is college volleyball has become very popular. It has. And and television has driven a lot of that. Part of it's the product. The product is good. Mm -hmm. It's fun to watch a good competitive volleyball game. It's fun. I've always loved it. Yes, it is. But the NCAAs in particular have done a good job of packaging it and marketing it. And it's it's doing well on television. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that is inspiring a lot of kids to want to take it up. And I'm jealous because they haven't figured out how to do it for tennis yet. As a tennis coach, I'm yeah, not right. plussed because I think the sport, I love the sport, but I think that, that volleyball has made some very mm-hmm. giant strides here, and I think television has something to do with it. I agree. I agree with that, especially not only in college, but like the Olympics. I feel like volleyball was huge, indoor yeah. indoor volleyball. Um Beach, obviously, is always pretty fun to watch, too. But I think that it's just appealing to girls now to go out and play. And I also think volleyball is just – it's a fun sport. It is. As a team, you get that team chemistry. And when you really click as a team, it's just so much fun. Like, I love jumping in and playing with them because they have a great time. But at the same time, they're not here to mess around. They want to they right. beat me, of course. But I, it's just – I think volleyball – is just a good team sport because you're learning a lot of yourself, your team, and I think it just helps outside of volleyball as well. I'm glad you brought up beach. Any plans to ever try beach? Um, I mean, I've tried it in the summer with just, like, for fun. And, I mean, I like it, but I would definitely rather play indoor than beach. 
we had yeah. a few girls on the on the podcast from O'Fallon, and one of them is going to McKendry, and she is going to play beach. beach. I mean, yeah. I thought they would. Program there, yeah. I thought mm-hmm. they would. I thought girls would just naturally play both, but apparently not. Oh, different games, totally. hundred percent different. Yeah, man. I mean, I we just that. played beach as for fun, older, and it's you get worn out so quickly, yeah. and you can't jump. Yeah. So I was always the setter in our beach league because I could not jump, but. Well, you're gonna have a good time in Greenville. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, following you there. I want you to come back and talk about the experience after your. Sure. Uh, it's a fall sport there. <laughs> yes. Okay, so come back in uh, November and and tell us how it went. And you can come back, also after you win another Mespy for one eight. Yeah, <laughs> three. If you can three peat, let's see if you can pull three that eight. off. That would be that yeah. would be awesome. A lot of pressure. Get a hat trick in there. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I like that hockey reference. <laughs> well, ladies, thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Don't forget, you get a milkshake on your way home from yeah. Chappie's. It's so delicious. That's what brought them in, was yep. the milkshake. I'm I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Big thanks tonight to Ashton Mersinger, Dylan Waibara, Colleen Lishway, Euros Pelamish, CeCe Smith, Kelsey Harding, Jordan Ben Shlomo, Abby Groman, and... For partners, Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb, and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. And for associate producer, Keaton Anderson, the strong, silent type. Thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East.